Welcome back to Twigs on the Rocks. I'm Leo Blunner. This is Abe Lovich. And in this episode, we're going to be covering the NHL from January 25th to the 31st by talking about some recent news, our lineup of the week, stat leaders, standings, our question of the week, and more. Abe, want to get us started with the news? Yeah, let's get right into it. Uh, so, Leo, you heard that Tony D'Angelo was placed on waivers by New York earlier today. But, um, like, do you think that this was, like, a good idea? Do you think that they should have kept him? What do you think? I mean, personally, I do think it's a good idea. He has not been playing well at all this season. He's kind of been a distraction uh, to the team with all of his, like, off-ice antics, as some people would say. And do I think he'll be picked up by another team? Honestly, probably not. He is good. He's not been playing that good this season, though. But... I mean, really, his offense antics, you don't really want that in a season where you really have to be focused. And especially if he's not playing too, too well, I don't think anyone's going to pick him up. I think it's a good move by the Rangers. Yeah, I, I would agree with you on how it's a good move. And also, like, in a division this tough, you can't have any of your players be slacking like this. Like, he's just not been playing up to how he was expected to. And he's underperforming. This is his job. And he's getting released. Yeah, uh, I mean, not really. He's just getting being well, sent to the minors, but right, yeah, but still, it was yeah, yeah. it was a good de- decision by them. It was bound to happen at some point. I agree with you. In some other news, Victor Mete requested trade out of Montreal, and Sam Bennett requested trade out of, out of Calgary. You know, as we've been talking about, like roster moves here, we've been seeing a lot of people request trades more recently, and I'm just wondering why that is. Maybe it's because, well, obviously because they're not happy, but why is it all like right now? Abe, you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, like one thing that like I'm suspecting, I really have very little evidence to this claim, but um, with COVID and the and more teams are bubble now, like they, they lose a lot of their life outside of their teammates and their members. And I guess some players are just not capable or even just wanting to just stick around like this. And I guess that, they're, they just need to change the scenery at some point. That, that's just a guess out of the dark, but like that could be a reason. I do suspect it's going to die down once COVID ends, if it ever yeah, does. I agree with you. Um, also, because in this season, since there are less games, each game means more. And so in seasons prior, what would happen was a lot of players in the beginning of the season would kind of be subbed into the lineup, not because they were playing well or the guy that was already in was playing worse, but really to save energy maybe and to just see what really works. But this season, they're kind of doing what works and sticking with it because they can't afford to lose that many games, obviously, because the season's significantly shorter. So each game means more. So I think like Montreal and Calgary, they're like, these people aren't playing well and it doesn't really matter for later on in the season. I think we just got to bench him or not bench them, but, not put him in the lineup. So, yeah, I could totally see why they would request trades out of here because they're both both very talented players. So, yeah, I, I see it. Yeah, make, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, also, speaking of roster changes, there was actually a three-way trade between Anaheim, San Jose, and Ottawa. The Ducks get Trevor Carnett. The Sharks get Christian Yaros. And the Ottawa Senators get Jack Kopaka. Yeah, yeah. And, and a 2022 seventh round pick. Um, a lot of these guys, like, they're all pretty good, but there are a lot of, like, bottom liners, and it's a good shuffle around, like, what you said earlier, just, like, make sure to get what works to what works. It makes sense to me. Yeah. 
A um, couple other signings. Pittsburgh signs Danik Weber and Madison Bowie signs two years, 750K contract per year with Chicago. I mean, both, both solid players. Yeah, I mean, they both deserve to be on NHL rosters. I was a little surprised that Bowie hasn't been signed up until a couple days ago, but yeah, I think it's a good move by them. Yeah, um, they both are like pretty good players who have had their ways around the league so far. And it's, yeah, I definitely agree with you. It's been a little weird that it took them a little long to get signing, but better late than never. And I think that they're both going to make pretty good contributions to their team. Yeah, and in some injury news here, Devon Taves out long-term, no date yet. Filipito out four to six weeks. And Kevin Figala, not injured here, but he was suspended three games after his hit on Matt Roy of the LA Kings. So, I mean, obviously some big losses here for the Avs, Rangers, and Wild. But, you know, they'll, they'll bounce back. They'll, they'll be back. I think all teams, I mean, especially the Avalanche, they're a very, very good team. So Devon Taves obviously will be missed, but he won't be as missed as Heedle on the Rangers where he is a key uh, piece of their team. Yeah, and in some other news, Jimmy Howard has retired. So congratulations to Jimmy, like an amazing career. Also, Laugh, he scored his first goal against in overtime against Buffalo, which to me, I was a little surprised it took him this long to really put up a goal. Like he, this guy was a first round pick. People expected it to come in strong and NHL ready, but um, he's been not as good. He's still been amazing, but he hasn't been as good as a lot of people said. Leo, what do you think? I mean, like we've been so spoiled with McDavid and Matthews, right? Matthews scoring four goals in his first ever NHL game. We forget that he's, I mean, this kid's, what, like 18, 19 years old. He's still very young. He still has a lot of time to grow. And, what, it took him seven games to score. Who cares? It took Jack Hughes, what, like seven games to score. Joe Thornton, like 20 years ago, was terrible in his rookie season. He only had – he had, like, under 10 points, I think. Like, he was horrible. So, oh. I mean, especially the first overall pick, um, a lot of expectations on him. But so far, I mean – playing fine for a 19 year old he he has many many years left in the nhl to really prove himself i don't think it matters that much that his first goal came seven games in yeah um hopefully he was my prediction for the rookie of the year so hopefully he can carry this on also shara scored his first goal as a washington capital the other day and when he scored that goal like you can see the impact he had on his entire team because like I think it was like the entire Washington roster just came over to him in the celebration and just got into the pile. It was, it was a lot. Yeah. You can really see the impact he has on his teammates. And yeah, I mean, it was, it was a very cool moment for me. It was a little nauseating because big Bruins fan. I don't like seeing Chara and the Caps uni, especially playing against them yesterday. It was, it was hard to watch. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I also had a lot of trouble watching that game. It was it was just odd. It didn't really fit in my mind seeing him that 33 in a Washington Capitals jersey, especially when he like would make a good hit. That was like it was it was a lot. Um well, in some other news, why don't you take us away there, Leo? Or I'll say this. A Knights coach has COVID, so a couple of the games were postponed, a couple against the Blues. And yeah, I mean obviously COVID it's very difficult to avoid, but, you know, the NHL is doing the best that they can do. So, 
yeah, I, I get it. Obviously, the Knights don't want to see this happen, but oh well. Yeah. Brother, yeah, sorry. Yeah, um, just I just want to say that, like, even with all the COVID and so many games being postponed and stuff like that, I'm just thankful that hockey's back. Like, it's like missing games here and there is so much better than the off season. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh, I hate the off season. It was like what 115 straight days of hockey. So, yeah, I'm very, very happy right now. Hockey's back. In some other news, Pittsburgh Pain or former Pittsburgh Penguins GM Jim Rutherford resigns due to personal reasons. He's now the assistant GM. He was a horrible GM. He was completely awful. I mean, I don't know what his personal reasons were, but he was terrible. I mean, just so bad. He was good. No, no, sorry. Let me rephrase. He was really good when he got the pieces to win the Stanley Cups. But after that, he just traded his whole future away for, like, some solid seasons. I mean, what, they didn't even make it past the first round. They didn't even make it past Montreal last season in uh, round zero. So, yeah, I mean, just horrible recently. But he, he used to be pretty good. Yeah, like, definitely he was good. But, like, something that really just caught my eye here is that he didn't retire. He resigned. So he still thinks that he has some places on some other teams to go, especially with his experience. So, like, maybe we'll see more of him later. Maybe we won't. But he hasn't retired just yet. Mm-hmm. And also some more somber news. Bruins honor A.J. Cueta after his scary hockey accident. He was a high school hockey player in Mass. They What they did was they hung up a hockey jersey or, like, his jersey. They taped their sticks, his school's colors. And also, we'll donate a minimum of 100K to support him and his family in these hard times for them. Obviously, very difficult for AJ. So, I wish him the best of luck. Yeah, and uh, get well soon to AJ. And also, they gave him the game puck afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's get started with, the, with our lineups of the week and some brighter things to talk about. Like, I'll just get right into it. My line, I have Connor McDavid as... Starting off, he had seven points in three games. I think that it's a little bit undisputed to put him in. But then, and you might disagree with me here, Leo. Um, I also put Brock Bozer in. He had five points in three games with four goals. He climbed the goal chart, I think. And he's been making play after play and game after game. I think it's been good. And that's just what I like to see. Also, Patrice Bergeron, he had a two-point. He had a two-goal night and um, three assists in three games. And he's just been looking so amazing defensively. It's it, He looks like a Selkie Trophy winner there, but um, we'll see. Also, I have, for my D-man, I have Charlie McAvoy. He has been, he's been on fire these recent games. He has six points in three games with one goal and five assists. I think he has over an assist per game. It's been nuts. He's been so good. Also, then I have John Klimberg of the Dallas Stars. He has four points with two goals and two assists in three games. And he's been shut down defensively. It's been fun to watch, and it's been really good for the Dallas because of him. Then in goal, I have a little off pick for this week. I have Thatcher Demko, who only led in three goals in three games with 100 saves. That's um, that's like over 33 goals, I mean, saves per game. I think he deserves to be out there. And, like, no goalie has really shined so bright. But there are some goalies who have made much more saves, but he only allowed three goals this week, which is, is the lowest for a lot of saves. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I can see his picks. I like him, right? I'm going McDavid, same reason as you. 
Also going dry saddle, three goals, three assists this week. McDavid dry saddle, that tandem is just terrific. JT Miller also playing extraordinarily well. Klingberg, as you said before, you know, four points, two goals, two games. Sorry, two goals, two assists in three games. And a little off pick going Devils rookie Ty Smith. Justin, if you're listening, I think you'll like this one. Um, maybe not too much this week, but he did have a goal. But really, I mean, he's just been playing really well, uh, especially for a Devils team where they're starting Scott Wedgwood. Um, yeah, he's not, I mean, obviously because Blackwood has or was in contact with COVID, so not great. So he's out. And then in goal, going Washington Capitals backup, Vitek Vanacek. Uh, he has been playing extraordinarily well for a depleted Capitals team. Obviously, with Sam Sonov off or out with um, COVID and a lot of their other players out with being in contact with Sam Sonov. So I think he's just been holding down the four. He's been playing terrific. He had like 40-something saves, 30-something saves yesterday against the Bruins. So in a win. He also has not lost a game in regulation. So going Vitek Vanacek in goal. He's been playing terrific. Yeah, he definitely has been playing really well. He has 144 saves in three games, but he's also led in 11 goals, which, but for a backup and the way he's been playing, he's been playing much better than expected. That's definitely true. Then let's get into our stat leaders for goals. We have Brock Bozer in first with eight goals, and Connor McDavid and Mika Ritanen with seven goals, and then Leon Dreisaitl, Tyler DeFoley, Austin Matthews, and Petra Reddy all with six goals. Yeah, all terrific players here. Not really any two, like any big surprises, you know, with obviously Ovechkin being out, Pasta coming back yesterday. So that's good for him. Move on to the points. McDavid, 17, first place. Not, no surprise at all. Dreisaitl, second place, 15. Marner, third place with 14. Next up, Backstrom with 13. And then McKinnon with 12. Uh, I mean, no real surprise here. Five terrific players all playing extraordinarily well. Yeah, definitely. And now let's go on to the assists. In first place is Anze Kopitar with 11 assists. Then all in second place is Connor McDavid, Nathan McKinnon, Quinn Hughes, and Kel McCarr all with 10 assists. And then Leon Dreisel, Mitch Marner, and Mark Stone all have nine. Yeah. And... All right, uh, next up, we're going to go with the save percentage. You know, get a little goalie love. So here, first place, we got Mrazek, the .954. Next, we got Marc-Andre Fleury with a .951. Next up, Blackwood with a .948. He has not played at all, so, you know, in this past week. So, yeah, I mean, still there, just the same as it was before. Next up, we got Yaroslav Halak and Brian Elliott tied in fourth place with a .938. Uh, yeah, I mean... Obviously, every time there's save percentage stat, the backups are always up there because they get less exposure. And so it's like, you know, and the teams feel like they have to play better when the backup is there. So I feel like the team always plays better when the backup is in goal just to make sure that, you know, they're playing well. And they yeah. don't lose. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Now let's go on to the standings. Let's get started with uh, the central division. In first place is Columbus, then Florida, then Tampa. And that's 11, 9, and 9, respectively. Then Dallas has 8 points. Carolina also has 8. Nashville with 8, 2, and 4th, 5th, and 6th. And then Chicago with 7 points in 7th. And Detroit has 6 points in 8th place. But just one quick note, Dallas and Carolina both only have 5 games played. And they're in 4th and 5th in this division. So they've been playing really well this game. 
this season? Yeah, I mean, Florida, obviously, uh, 4-0-1, nine points in five games, playing terrific. Columbus is in first place, but they have two more points and four more games played. So do I think they'll stay in first? No. Same thing, like, why Tampa's in third. They have three less games played than Columbus and only two less points. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, no big surprises there so far. I mean, it's early in the season. Carolina, eh, I mean, they're 4-1, and one, but they're in fifth place because they just have not played that many games. Yeah, this will all change later in the season. Yeah, moving on, we got the Honda West Division. We got Colorado in first place with 12 points. Vegas in second with 11. St. Louis in third with 11. Minnesota in fourth with 10. L.A. in fifth with eight. Anaheim in sixth with eight. Arizona in seventh with seven. And San Jose in eighth with six. I mean, this division going exactly how everyone expected it to go literally zero surprises at all yeah definitely like that division is just really starting to pan out and i think it's going to stay pretty much consistent throughout the rest of the season but let's go on to the canadian division the north uh toronto maple leafs is in first with 15 then montreal with 12 and second vancouver also with 12 and third winnipeg has 10 points in fourth edmonton has eight points and in fifth, and then sixth place is, is Calgary with seven points. And then Ottawa is in last place only with three points in eight games played this season. Um, Montreal is looking really good for being in second place with two less games played than Toronto and three less games played than Vancouver, who they are tied with. So it's looking pretty good for them. Montreal looking phenomenal this season. Uh, big surprise. Not like a pretty big – not like a huge surprise, but like a pretty, pretty big surprise – to a lot of people, my hot take that Ottawa would make the playoffs not looking too hot. So, yeah. It's all right. Move on to the East Division. Their standings, Washington in first place with 15 points. Philly in second with 13. Boston in third with 12. Pittsburgh in fourth with 11. Buffalo in fifth with 10. New Jersey in sixth with eight. Islanders in seventh with eight. And Rangers in eighth with six. Uh, I mean, it's crazy how many of these games are going to overtime. Yesterday, every single one of their games that was played, right, so four games all within the division obviously went to overtime. So, yeah, it's just crazy. I feel like this division is going to have the most points because there are seven legit teams, six, maybe seven legit teams that can make the playoffs. There's going to be a couple of good teams that miss out on the playoffs and a couple of bad teams that make the playoffs in another division. That really should have gone here or to the team in this division. But, yeah, I mean, it's a very entertaining division. Love to watch it, you know. Yeah, and, um, like, this division, the standings are going are to keep getting jumbled like this because every game is so close. And um, my prediction of Buffalo making the playoffs a couple weeks ago isn't looking too bad right now, but it ain't looking too good either. But we'll see how things go. Uh, let's move on to our – question of the week segment i here's the question do you think florida's recent success they are right now um we said yeah second in their division or the central division five games played they have four wins zero losses and one overtime loss with nine points they've played four less games than columbus with two points ahead of them they have played one less game than tampa bay who is tied with them do you think that their recent success will hold up in this division. Do you, How do you think they're going to do going forward? I'm going yes. A lot of people here might say no. But I understand that they have played a lot of bad teams. I get that. I get that, right? But 
but their whole division is terrible, right? There's a reason they're playing, like, they did play these bad teams, yes, and they're going to keep playing these bad teams. These teams are terrible. The Panthers are a good team. They made the playoffs last year, or they made the, like, round zero. Yeah, I, I don't forget what it was called. The play-in? I don't know. I, I kind of forget. They made that. They, they were a good team last year. Bobrovsky sucked. If Bobrovsky has a back, bounce-back season, and especially since, I mean, almost every single one of their team, the teams in this division is pretty bad. I mean, honestly, terrible. I think I think it'll stand. Do I think they'll continue at a 4-0-1 pace? No. But do I think they'll make the playoffs? Yes. And do I think they will have a very, very good record? Yes. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to take the other stance here. I'm going to go with no. Um, I don't really believe that they're going to be holding it up. Like they beat the Blackhawks twice, who's going, who's one of the worst teams in the NHL right now. They ha- and the one on one against Columbus, both of those one point games. And Columbus is only first in their division because they played, they played so many more games than everyone else. And then also they beat the Red Wings once, and they're playing them again tonight. And honestly, if they win, which I think that they're going to. It'll be good. Like, yes, they're in a bad division. That's why I think that they're going to make the playoffs. But after that, they're going to get whooped in round one. And they are going to keep getting creamed by teams like Tampa, Carolina, and Dallas. Like, I just don't have them being that good. Like, in the teams they've played, they've only beat in a one-goal game against Columbus, which is the only teams with decent goalies. Like, you just, I just don't see them do, playing that well but they probably will end up making the play the playoffs due to how bad this division is. No, I mean, all it takes is a, is a playoff berth, right? The Kings, like in 2012, they were the last year going in the playoffs and they won the Stanley Cup, especially, right? I understand they're probably going to be the three or the four seed and they're probably going to have to play Carolina, Tempe in the first round. But if they beat that and then they beat the other team, I think they have a legit shot, right? All you got to do is make the playoffs and you have a good shot. We saw it a couple years ago. Hurricanes made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Last year, Islanders made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. They were are not the best of teams, yet they still made it to their uh cup or to the uh conference finals. So I think they are playing well. I understand they played bad teams and they will keep playing bad teams. So I think they'll have a good regular season record. All they gotta do is make the playoffs, and I think they will be good, right? I think they'll be good. Yeah, like you definitely make some good points on how things get shaken up pretty easily in the playoffs, but I just don't really see them like going to the like beating maybe winning one round in the playoffs is a lot for a team coming in that bad, and they haven't even made that. It. It's still super early in the season, but it's just they don't. I don't think they have the pieces and the coaching to just really put it together to really go past top three in this division. Ah. Uh. Yeah, I mean, here, I think you're right. You can go either way. But I, I just think Bobrovsky will have a bounce back year. Drieger, very good backup goalie. Barkov, Huberto, all terrific players. Yandel, I mean, he was a, he was almost healthy scratch. He's playing really well. So, and, and Ekblad, too. Like, I mean, there's a very underrated team, right? Just because they're the second most popular team in a state that doesn't care about hockey that much. Um, they don't get... Like, obviously, they have no fans. If they had more fans, they would be a lot more recognizable. If if Florida was a better team, I think Barkov would be – or a more recognizable team, I think Barkov would be in top, like, 10 discussion for players in the NHL. But he's that's – yeah, that's probably true. Because like, yes, yeah. they're individually, they have so many great players. But putting it together, like, if you look at the plays they make, 
I just don't see it happening. But and they have a coach. They have Joel Quinville. They have a coach that has won Stanley Cups before. He knows what it takes to coach these players. I think they can do it. Yeah. Well, we're gonna see later in the season. Like nothing will tell the truth but time. Well, let's move on to our final thing. Our we, if you all remember, we did uh, game time predictions. Every single game, we pick who we think is going to win, and we keep a record. Right now, Leo's beating me 81-40. to 40. He, he is, His record is 81-45, and I'm going to have 67-59. I did take a large turn from last week. I now have a decent winning record, but he's still kicking my butt. I, don't, I mean, it went from horrendous for you to – you know, pretty good. You've had a, you've had a couple recent uh, good days, you know, a couple nice upset predictions. So, I don't know. I mean, still, like, what, like 100 days left in the season or so. Yeah. Uh, got a lot of time to catch up. I mean, you're only down 14 games, and there's still hundreds of games left. So Yeah, but I think it's all due to um, January 28th when I had that 10-3 and three night. That was pretty good for me. That really turned it around. Big, big night for you. Yeah, big night for you. But when you went ten and three, I also went ten and three. You know. Yeah. I've only had one losing record, but that's when there were a ton of upsets. When I went five and six, that's okay. All right, you know. Yeah. You are definitely looking stellar, but I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Abe Lovich. This is Leo Blondo. We are Twigs on the Rocks, and have a great night.